ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to show done, me I'm something. Show you something. No. Okay. Uh, no, I think that was it, actually. Yeah. Okay. I think that was it. Well, Bigfoot's been following me for the past week and a half. Is this the Yasquatch again? No. Uh, no, it's not Yasquatch. Because I love that. Um, I watched a movie the other day, and this was recommended. I want you to drink in that Bigfoot. Look. <laughs> the look on our face. There's a lot of things. <laughs> Okay, share with the class. <laughs> did you, did you I've already seen it. Okay. <laughs> we were waiting yeah. for you. Yeah, I showed it to him. Wow. Fuckity, fucking, fucker, fuck. Oh, and then this is this is our Sweetie Todd poster with a pair of um, Caucasian eyes. And our Sweetie is black. Oh. So that's a thing. That, mm. Well, that's it, it's almost blackface. It, it got changed. It's since changed, but... Yeah. Uh, it was like you have plenty of time to uh and you, to you have time to adjust that, yeah. <laughs> you have time to, to not blackface that shit. Ryan yeah. Ryan is very talented, but sometimes he's just not not the sharpest shit. Now, now does he try and whisper I'll come again when you have Juz on the menu? Because if he does, I'll kill it. I don't think so. so. Good. Yes. Shall we get into the loved ones? Yes, but. Ooh. You're excited. I want to congratulate Stacy. Yay, yes. On, on getting into Nightmares Film Festival. Yeah. Oh, With congratulations. congratulations. I was so excited. And Rakefit. I didn't see that. Boo got in. Oh, my God. And? Ah. I know. Ah. Um, there's one other. This is all public, so we're not spoiling anything. It totally is. And this isn't going to um, be for like three So weeks. is Indolence. Yes. I posted that to the page. Oh, I yeah. About that. yeah. Yeah. Indolence is there. I'm just, I'm so sad that I'm, I might not see Angela at, work yeah. at the show because she was fucking delightful. Uh, she did Lady Hunters, which is now in Shevenge on Amazon. Oh. Yeah. It's okay. an am- uh, anthology there. It's super cute. Okay. I like it. I don't think I got to see that one. I think that, I think I that was the last, anything. I think that was the last thing that happened before I was able to come to the thing. Probably. Probably. But. Um, it is now again, like I said, yeah. on Amazon in the um, anthology film Shevenge, which is all yeah. female directors, female filmmakers, which is wonderful. And yay for them getting all the exposure that they yes. want. Boo has been winning awards left and fucking right for Rakefit. Left and right. And I could not be more proud of that woman. <laughs> I could. She's fucking delightful. And I love her. And I wish I could just like follow her around and be her assistant. And she would pay me lots of money to travel with her. That would be wonderful. But she's like, I'm so broke. I'm like, I am so sorry. But I still want to be your assistant and follow you around everywhere. And travel wherever you go with your movies. That would be wonderful. You know, find I'm, I'm find me some excited. kind of a job like that. That I would be. You know what? I will learn to live by my calendar. It'll be fine. My husband will hate me, but it'll be okay. It'll be the best divorce ever. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, I'm very excited. Congratulations, everyone who got it. Yes, congratulations. Yes. Um, there's also a few others that were there last year that got in, and I'm trying to think who it was. It was one of the guys that we didn't get to interview that I wanted to. I'll think of it. 
But um, no, there's lots and lots of really good shit. Yeah, going to nightmares this year. Holy fuck! <laughs> like Holy fuck. I was blown away last year, and like this mm-hmm. one, I'm kind of scared because I'm like I already know that they're topping it, and I don't understand how. Right, <laughs> right. And I'm like, but I, but also on the other hand, I'm like, where's my release of Alive, kids? Where is it? Where is it? I want it. That was good. In my hand. Yeah. I want it. Oh my god, that movie was fucking delightful. Um, but because it hasn't been released yet, we can't review it. Because we would spoil the fuck out of it. You have those to. movies that you, you have, have to. to spoil the talk about. Yeah. So We can tell you that it's very good. It's extremely good. Oh my god. When we get it. When we... Dude. When, can when Andy it... be a guest on that of one? Of course he can. Yay! Of course he can. I will... Make a make a specific request to, Andy <laughs> to be a guest on that one. Um, we should have Andy back anyway, mostly because he needs to bring me back my DVD. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, about a month, kids. About a month, month and a half, month, month, month. Yeah, shit. <sighs> I have to save up my pennies for perking. I have <laughs> not taken time off yet. <gasps> I have over 100 hours that expire in December. Like, I'm not worried. No, there you go. Okay. Because <laughs> I haven't taken time off, like, at all this year. But, yeah. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Mm-hmm. Yay. I'm going to have to clear out the suitcases so I can pack all this shit in it. I hope <laughs> we get a bigger table. <laughs> Jason, if you're listening, we need a bigger table. <laughs> Something low, preferably. Because the high top was a little weird. A little awkward. It was a little weird. It was a little awkward. Um, it was nice for standing. Though. Yeah. I mean, we're also going to need room for the giant standing sign that tells people where we are this year, too. So, (laughs) We're very excited. We're excited and prepared. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) The loved ones. Shall we? Well, do you want to say hello first? (laughs) I can. We probably should do our intro at some point. I'm just waiting to see if you're ready. I'm ready. I'm so ready. I am not high at all, by the way. I'm out of weed, and that makes me sad. Oh. So. When you put your hand on her shoulder, I was like, is he about to ask her? No. To get some? (laughs) No, because I'm broke until tomorrow. That's what I was fully ready for. Like, just what I I assumed is going to happen. If you want to provide me with some, I will not say no, but I am not asking. (laughs) (laughs) If I could, I would, but I'm also... I get it. Anyway, all right. Hi, kids. It's Candy Coat and Razor Blades. I'm your host, Bob. And I didn't go to my prom either. So, (laughs) and here are my co-hosts, R.C. and Stephanie. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, everyone. I'm R.C. And this whole movie just made me think of conversion therapy, and it made me real uncomfortable. (laughs) And I'm Stephanie. And... The song is stuck in my head all the time. It's so I, good. I, it's it so is. good. And I, it resonates with me in a big way, and that disturbs me. Yes. <laughs> uh, we are talking about... See, when I looked on fucking Roku, it gave me two fucking years for this movie. So I don't know if they're talking about the U.S. release or the Australian release, because it mm. said 2009 or 2013. I saw 13 on Tubi. It was 2013 on Tubi. It was 2009 on one of the other ones. Plus, there was an uncensored version, which came out after. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I know. So anyway, The Loved Ones. This is some fucked up Australian shit. This is more fucked up than Wolf Creek. And Wolf Creek is pretty fucked up. The second one 
is even more fucked up. <laughs> but the loved ones is fucked the fuck up. It is like it's like combined saw with Carrie, <laughs> except without the telekinesis or the sympathy or the sympathy. Correct. <laughs> Holy fucking shit! Uh, I'm going to I'm going to talk about that when that happens. Yes. Oh, because there, there was a scene. Okay, so um, minor spoiler alert. That's not about the movie. I watched this today while I was at work. So there's a couple scenes where I had to like go to a different tab. Um, <laughs> surprisingly few of them. Like, <laughs> but because I was I was having to watch it at work, I wasn't paying as much attention as I probably should have. Right. So there's a specific scene where things turn very, very suddenly. <laughs> yes. And I was I was not prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Um so we're we're gonna we're gonna go into that. It is not far into the movie. No, it's not. (laughs) Because much of the movie is just fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. This is not... I refer to movies as slogs when they're very very slow. This is not one of them. No. (laughs) No. The first, like, three minutes are slow, and then it is... The rest of it is the down part of the roller coaster. Right. (laughs) I mean, you, you get kind of a little up over the hill... After the first three minutes. And, and then you then, find out ah! they're going off a cliff. Right. <laughs> right. The, the, you, you see at the end of the track, there is no end of the track. You're not going. Yeah. You're, you're going to die. Confused. You're going to die. <sighs> Please deep me, Stephanie. Okay. So, <laughs> this is a 2009 Australian release. Mm-hmm. So, 2013 is probably the U.S. release. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was directed by, written and directed by Sean Byrne, who is also known for The Devil's Candy. That's the other big thing he has done. Eee. Okay. That was like last year, year before? Yeah, with Ethan Embry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, was, that was one that was kind of forgettable for me. It but was whatever. a little forgettable, um, but... Uh, oh, I watched it. It's, it's, right. it's kind of a Netflix staple. It's usually yeah. there. Oh. Okay. Uh, I watched it. It's I'm got some it great concepts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some really good scenes. But um, there are moments where I I just kind of tune out. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't follow through great. Yeah, yeah. well, that's that's the Reader's but, Digest I mean, version. Yeah, okay, but it's it's heavy metal horror is what it is, mm. art horror. Yeah, so. and it's got a great cast. Yeah. Um, so it is starring Xavier Samuel and Robin McLeavy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Xavier Samuel, by the way, is known also from Bait. Yes. The the movie with the great white shark in the mall. Yes. Um, <laughs> I will go, I'll go a little bit in, in, into everybody's, um, you know, filmographies in a second, but I just want to touch base on this. The budget of this movie was $4 million. Mm-hmm. The box office in Australia was $254,000. Period. Oh. Period. <laughs> wow. That blows my mind. That is surprising. Because this is an incredibly well done movie. Well, I also get that Australia, as as outbacky and you know outdoorsy and you know what uh, you know dudely that fucking Australia is, they're not big into horror. They're not, especially of the torture porn variety. Yeah. And that comes from, from probably the British deal with it. But, and this is definitely torture porn. Oh, yeah. This oh, is, yeah. This, 
This is torture porn and psychological torture porn. I was doing at the same time. I was when I was doing research on on stuff for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I came across a couple reviews on YouTube, and the first one I hit, somebody complained that there wasn't enough torture. What the that fuck? That was his one critique. And I let me guess, he's a mediocre heterosexual cisgender straight white man for sure. God damn it! And I was just, I was just. So th- so thrown by that. Th- this person collects corpses, is what they do for sure. Because oh, like that doctor. Yeah. <laughs> it was and, just on NPR on the and way that over Democratic here. Democratic donor. You gay treasure, you. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that in your voice specifically. <laughs> I, I have to assume, like, that's that's one of those memes where I'm like, did I make this? <laughs> For for anyone listening, if this stays in the pod, um, I sent the guys a meme that said something like, you know, how do you describe yourself? And it's a neon sign that says a gay treasure. And I hear it in RC's voice when I read it. Uh, But shit. um, This movie, along with Mom and Dad, I don't know if you've seen that one. That is... Some trippy fucking shit, and I, have I adore some fucking it. Fucking issues with mom and dad, though. Yeah, of course, because it's gross. It's a gross fucking movie. I hated the ending. Well, yeah, I hated it. The ending was bad. I was like, I need a whole other third act to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I need resolution. <laughs> yeah, there, there was no, there was no resolution to that film. No resolution. So, um, just to let people know, because this is an Australian movie, you might not know a lot of the uh filmographies for these people uh but i will do my best so xavier samuel plays the uh brett that's the word that's the one i'm looking for correct yeah brent brent um he is most well known probably across the world for twilight unfortunately yeah (laughs) Um, he played Riley in Twilight. Mm, I mean, nothing to me. Yeah, um, I know it means nothing to me either because the only time I watch Twilight. Is yeah, I don't tracks. know who the who the fuck Riley is. <laughs> no so you know who who gives a shit. Um, Please, Twilight fans, don't write us. As uh, as Bob said, he was in Bait. Um, let's see what else. He was Adam in Frankenstein, which makes me say that he was the monster in 2015. Frankenstein. I don't think I've seen that one. That wasn't the one with De Niro, was it? No. That wasn't Mm-mm. the Brana Frankenstein? Nope. Uh, let's see. None of these. Yeah, you're seeing nothing that you recognize. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he works all the time. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. He, he works his little took us off. So. And, and he's good at what he does. When yeah, I see him, good. I appreciate him. Mm-hmm. Except for possibly Twilight. Um, because but you didn't see him. But you didn't see Twilight, didn't, so you don't. Well, you can't say for sure. Well, again, I have watched Twilight. I just don't pay attention to it. I listen to the riff tracks with it. <laughs> oh, I didn't so know riff tracks. They did the entire yeah. series. Oh, oh yeah. God! Bless. Oh my God! I love those guys. Oh man! Oh, uh, thank you, MST3K, for giving us riff tracks. Who? Um, then we've got Robin McLeavy, who plays Lola Princess Stone. Oh, as girl. she is as she is labeled in I, on IMDb, mm-hmm. um, she is epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she sells. She sells every minute of this movie. Yep. Well, uh, you, you remember how I was talking about Stephen King projecting his character? Mm-hmm. 
she does that nine million miles from her body. She oh, is yeah. that character. It's insane. And terrifying. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, under instructions by Sean Byrne, she prepared for Lola by researching Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and she watched Misery, Natural Born Killers, and all of Tarantino's films. Jesus That's how fuck. she prepared. There you go. Um, so she put in work. She, she put did. in serious work. Uh, she was on Hell on Wheels. And she was also an Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter as Nancy Lincoln. Oh, the daughter. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and then, the you know, she was in a, some TV in Australia. She's picking up speed, though. Good. She's, on, she's in something called Woo Assassins. Oh, I've, I've seen heard, that on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I she's, mean, I haven't watched it, but. Right. Yeah, she's in a couple episodes of that as Maggie McCullough. Okay. So. Um, I'm going to be checking that out, and that actually gives me a reason to watch Hell on Wheels as nice. well. Uh, John Brumpton plays Daddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and he's also very serious shit. The most recent thing is in 2020, he's going to be in a, a film version of Measure for Measure. Okay. Um, so let's see. What else can I say? Oh, he's uh, in the Romper Stomper TV series that okay. came out. He is in... A miniseries of Gallipoli, uh, Wentworth. It go, it goes on and on and on. Yeah. And he's been working for years. There you go. V, he was in V for Vendetta. Uh, v for Vianetta. Oh, Vianetta. Yeah. Stop that. It's, it's yeah. Stop it. <laughs> yes. That sounds uh, like like the porn parody is what that sounds like. Yeah. But when um, they just start eating those delicious ice cream cakes. Right? <laughs> I know. That was that. Those commercials were class. I thought when you had a Vianetta, mm-hmm. you were class. I know. They were the kid. shit. They, they were. were delicious. I never had I, one. I occasionally, because I was older and I had, you know, fucking paper out money, because I always had to share shit with everybody in my fucking family. I like twice in my life went to the store, bought a Vianetta, and ate and it. ate it by myself before I went home. Yes, live your truth. Husky. Yes, I fully endorse that. Apparently, they still make them. They do. I don't see They're just sold in certain markets. Yeah, it's like really I think they're pretty much still in New England. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Which is where I was living at the time. Okay. But they were fucking But I think sometimes you you can get them at like all these. Sometimes. Oh, okay. But you know what they need? They need like... Some different flavors. They need to elevate them now. Like salted caramel. Oh, salted caramel. Or like some kind of lemon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I'm hungry and I want ice cream. Continue. Okay. Um, (laughs) So the next one I I figured I'd touch base on is Richard Wilson. Mm -hmm. And he plays Jamie, the best friend. Yeah. With his Bieber hair. Yes. Uh, He hasn't done anything recently. Yeah. Uh, the Loved Ones is one of the last things he's done. Yeah. Uh, but he was on a show called All Saints in Australia. Okay. And then the next one I'm going to touch base on is Holly, the girlfriend. Yeah. And she has done a ton of TV. I'm assuming this is Australian. Uh, Bruce, Nowhere Boys, The Book of Shadows, uh, Nowhere Boys. Um, yeah. Oh, that's way better. Mr. Which, co- Mrs. Murder. Which cover art did you get? 
So this is the one that it's showing. Oh yeah, I dig it. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. That one's really good. I, I got one where the... There's a couple of different posters that we're looking yeah. at, kids. We'll post them, you know, yeah. when it's time. Uh, um, this is the one I saw. Yeah, that's the one I saw. Yeah, that's too. the one everybody's familiar with. Right. Yeah. With her pointing the drill. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see what else did Audio Medium. She do. Oh, Victoria Thane is her name, by the way. I forgot to say that. <laughs> wow, man. My head's all over the place. Um, she did an episode of Wilfred, though, which gives me joy. Aw, Wilfred. I love Wilfred. Um, we then we have Jessica McNamee. McNamee. Um, she is going to be Sonya Blade in the new Mortal Kombat movie coming out. Oh. Yeah, I think that's a nice... She was the goth girl, right? Yeah, that's the goth girl. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. She was weird, but great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think she's going to be sick. And we're going to talk about her a Uh bit, because this is kind of overarching... Her whole plot line is never spoken and is serious. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Right? It's fucked. It's never spoken, but... It links into everything else. Yes. Right. In ways that a lot of people don't notice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I happen to notice it. I did. Um, we will discuss. Yes. Uh, she has been in also a ton of stuff. Um, I'm Just Fucking With You, which is the Into the Dark from April. Oh, I haven't Lou. watched that one yet. Yeah. I've, that's I need the to April... catch up on those. Those are actually really damn good. Thank yeah. you, Blumhouse. Those are the, that's the April Fool's one. Yeah. Um, she was in The Meg. Oh, God, I did watch The <laughs> as Meg. As Lori. I watched The Meg, too, and it was the best, because oh, I was having a day where I was, like, really down. Wait, I have to really see down. of her now. What's her name? Jessica McNamee. I was having a day where I was, like, really down, and I was like, I just want to watch garbage. Right. And I turned on The Meg, and it was exactly Wait, what I needed. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what, yeah. Uh, let's see. She was, she was oh. also on Sirens. Do you know, you remember her? I do remember her from the movie now. She's Jason Oh, wow. Th- she's she's Statham's very ex. different. Very, very different from this movie. She plays Jason, the Statham's ex in this one, in the Meg. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go, go you. Yeah. I'm yeah. really glad she went places. Um. Okay. So, that's, that's all I'm going to cover. I'm not going to go into Bright Eyes or yeah. the sheriff who is her dad in the movie. The sheriff is the goth girl's dad, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll just jump into plot here. Yep. All right. So we have high schooler Brent, and he is driving with his dad when a bloodied man appears in the middle of the road, swerving to avoid the man. He crashes the vehicle, we assume, into a tree. Right. And then we... So within the first two minutes of this movie, we have a, we have blood in action. We have blood in action. We have foreshadowing. Yes. <laughs> so much foreshadowing. Big giant sign says foreshadowing on it. Yeah. <laughs> so they they definitely do a great job of just telling you right from the get that you are in for a fuck of a time. Yep. So we immediately jump to six months later. And Brent is at school. He's looking talk- haggard. He's looking haggard. He's looking haunted. Something happened he's to him. He's looking like he's been injecting opium straight into his eyeballs. Yeah, he looks <laughs> pretty pretty intense. Yeah. Um, and his buddy Jamie is asking, you know, trying to get him to go to the dance, you know, and smoke some weed and boo do 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 like a good friend does. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and they're talking about inviting people to prom and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That is also when we first see Mia, 
who is the goth girl. Yep. And so after Jamie walks away, he is Brent is invited to prom by Lola Stone. And he politely turns her down because he is currently in a relationship with Holly. Mm-hmm. And goes about his day, meets with his, meets with Holly. She just got her license. They celebrate by fucking in the car. Great way Not to celebrate. Not quite su- fucking, but he does find that button with his Yeah. Phone. Well, he's, he's doing, <laughs> they're doing things. They're doing things which is very difficult in a passenger seat of a car. Yeah, passenger mm-hmm. seat. Almost. VW bug. Yeah. Yeah. However, those things have a hell of a lot of headroom. Yeah, they're a nice dome. A lot of help, mm-hmm. a lot of headroom. Yes. I'm still too big. I know. Yes. Because I'm large. I'm sorry. Um, Oh, no. I have to use a bed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We get a glimpse of a razor blade that he keeps around his neck. And the cutting scars. And the cutting scars. So, clearly, and you, you can assume at this point that something about that crash fucked his head up. Because he seemed pretty with it normal in mm-hmm. the car. Yeah. And now we're six months later and he is not okay. Right. <laughs> so as they are having a good time in the car, Lola is watching them unknowingly. Because she's fucking creepy. Because she's fucking creepy. Okay. Real quick interjection. I didn't see this. Okay. Because when they were fucking in the car, I was yeah, like, tits, tabs. have to switch tabs. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... So that's going to be a factor for something later. They're yeah. in, in the throes, and the camera just tilts, and you see her literally about three feet from the car. So yeah. it's not like she's in standing by a tree, you know, 20 mm-hmm. feet away or something. She is legitimately just yeah. staring in the window. Huh. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that would have changed yeah. some things for me. Girl. Okay. All right. So it is. Re- oh, you uh, I, I was just going to. Say, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's chat for a minute. Yeah, let's, take a break. <laughs> let's break. I'm sorry. This this movie is so. It is like, hundred miles per hour. So mm-hmm. I, you just keep kind of keep going. Right. You just want to keep rolling. Right. Momentum. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> first off, it's pretty fucking obvious that he killed his dad in the crash. It's really obvious. Yeah. They haven't said it yet, but they haven't said it, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, mostly because at least you know, his side of the car or... really didn't go straight into the tree while his dad's did. So yeah, yeah. So not only does he have survivor's guilt, yeah, he has just the guilt of I was driving, I killed my father. Mm-hmm. You know. Then later on, there's actually a conversation just slightly after this. Yeah, way. right, right. Here's right. where we're going to go to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, where he's talking to his mother, and she's like, "Well, let me give you money for a cab." I'll still be in a car, Mom. Well, because she's terrified of cars because the husband died. He's terrified of cars because the husband died. He because he says, "Oh, Holly's going to give me a ride to the dance." Yeah, she doesn't even have her license. Well, she got it today. Yeah, and she just ignores that and goes, "I'm going to give you money for a cab," and that's where yeah. Bob yep. is going. Right, because I mean they're terrified. They don't want to lose someone else, and a, a big theme of this movie is loss. A yeah. big theme, mm. um, and we'll get into it a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we've got the sudden shift. It's it's very much PTSD. 
I am suffering the immediate effects of PTSD because something horrible just happened and I am not over the shock right. of it yet. You know, and something like that is going to take a long time. Trust me, I'm in therapy for 45 years worth of shit right now. It's not a pleasant journey. Um, so, you know, like I said, you know, he was happy. He was making fun of his dad for listening to old music. You know, where they his had dad's a, making... Yeah, had they, a relationship they with the Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and now he's gone. And they've developed PTSD and this phobia of cars. And it, it's... It, it turns out that it's it's kind of... You don't expect any of this to lead where it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> don't. Nope. Um, but the family drama of it is really well played out. Yes, it True. is. True. You know, it, it's a little trite. You know, but for what it is, it's they don't. Yeah, they don't spend a lot of time on it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, clearly the, the mom... The mom looks even worse than Brent, honestly, oh, to yeah. me. Like, oh, she looks hit. Yep. She, she looks like she was punched in the face with the, the grief stick. Yeah, man. Um, just damn. Yeah. Um, but, so, yeah. Is there anything else we want to say about the beginning of the movie? No, we're good. Go ahead. Not okay. yet. All right. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> There's plenty of things I want to say. Don't okay. worry. No, I'm sure you do. I'm sure that you do. Uh, okay, so... It's revealed that Brent's father, who was in the passenger seat, died in a crash. A guilt-ridden Brent has turned... (laughs) Was my mic not plugged in? No, it was plugged in. Okay. It was being shoved down and screwing things. Okay. Um, (laughs) He's turned to cannabis use and self-mutilation with a razor blade. We've already kind of touched base on that. Cannabis use is probably really good for him at this point. Right, yeah. Just saying. So after he has his... not an altercation with his mother, but it gets a little, it gets a little it gets a, yeah. sharp because he's just like, you know, thinks that his mother blames him. Mm-hmm. Um, he leaves the house and goes to a nearby cliff. He hangs off the cliff and briefly contemplates suicide, but changes his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and it appears that he does that frequently. Yeah. Yeah. He goes it, and takes his walks. Testing his life. Is yeah. You do. I still have the strength to care about living. Yeah. At this point. And that it, that's a very obvious scene of him doing that. Yes. Because he show they show him hanging from the one hand. Then when he slips, oop, I'm clinging to the cliff. I'm gonna for fix sure. this. I'm gonna live. Yeah. Okay, so he has a little bit of a zest for life still. Yes. Um and he also takes his dog with him, that should be said. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting up on top of the cliff and just trying to chill out and he gets knocked out. Somebody walks up behind him, chloroforms him, um, and hits the dog. Yep. I'm not going to yep. spend a whole mm-hmm. lot of time on that nope. fact. Nope. Because it, of all the things that happened in this movie, that fucks me up the most. Well, yeah. That, Do they that, kill the dog? Yes. Yes. That wasn't the thing that got me. Like, don't get me wrong. I was not happy. But the bragging about it mm-hmm. later. Yeah. That was... That was some fucking <laughs> that, okay. that was some fucking Henry Bowers from the novel It shit going yeah. on right there. To to get just to get past it because I hate I hate. So this, we could talk about it and then so move much. on. Gone. Um, basically, uh, the the dad hits the dog over the head with a hammer in the side with the hammer. Mm-hmm. The dog, as it's dying, manages to get home. 
mm-hmm. which breaks my heart. And this dog deserves a little Oscar. Yes. Because he's crawling and whimpering. Uh, Holly tries to rush it to the vet and it does not make it. No. So that's all I'm going to say about it because it. Yes. Fucks me up. Yeah. Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I will add, which I already said, is that later in the movie, the guy who did it brags about it to him. Yeah. I killed your dog with this hammer. Yeah. And yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. My so. eyes just twitch shut. Okay. So Brent wakes up. Oh, in wait a, a minute. Wait a minute. We didn't mention he's on the phone with his mother. Oh, when he gets he chloroformed. He just picked oh, up yeah. the phone when he got chloroformed. Yep. And his mother heard the whole thing. Yep. Okay. So when Brent wakes up, this is the scene that I want to talk about because okay. it doesn't start with him. No. No. <laughs> why don't you why don't you discuss this so <laughs> after the chloroform you see a bit of uh what the fuck's his name brent yeah brent you see a bit of brent's mom like trying to figure out what the hell's going on mm-hmm. on the phone and then uh it goes to lola's room mm-hmm. where she's sitting and this adorable really good song yeah plays um with lyrics like am i not pretty enough do i not make you laugh right um and as as she's making a kind of a scrapbook, uh, you don't see a whole lot of it in this scene. It looks that like it's not a scrapbook. That is the burn book from Mean Girls. I it, don't think that you know what a burn book is. Yeah, it's it's for sure a scrapbook. <laughs> it's one hundred percent. It's her cherished memories. It's These fucked up like memories. the burn book it with is the f- burns written in it, like the burn book. I mean, it can be both. It can be both. But she wrote good things. Um. She wrote good things about herself. And that she was, like, in love with the person. Yeah, but then she it's wrote about the, the awful is. things that the person did to make them to make her kill them. Eh. Um, but it, yeah. it is a classic. It, it is exactly what you would think of a preteen. Yeah. Very pink, very frilly yes. bedroom. And because, as I mentioned... I had not seen where she was watching them, whatever, in the car. Um, at this point, I'm like, oh, I feel really, like, I really, like, sympathize and empathize with this character. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves her room, and then there was a very sudden left turn. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's not even the left turn after she leaves the room. It's the left turn before she leaves the room, when Daddy brings her mm-hmm. her dress, <clears throat> the okay. dress didn't get me. The dress got me because you could see what he wanted when she's stripping in front of him. Tell me what it looks like, Daddy. Watch me. Okay, so those her. are different things. <laughs> yeah, um, Daddy brings her. They her fuck. Prom dress. They like, totally do. You know, they've been fucking. No. Oh yeah. I don't think they do. I one hundred percent think that they, they do. do. I think she pulls him along oh, and like doesn't teasing it? touch him. Mm. That's you know? what I think it is. And then I he think... takes it out on Bright Eyes. Mm. Yeah. Gross. Or, yeah. or takes it out on the guys that his daughter actually does okay. want to fuck. Uh, Con- continue talking about the plot so then we can give more context to complaining yes. about yes. the villains. Yes, we're, we're kind of like jumping all over the place. All right, so Lola's bedroom, daddy comes in with... A surprise for her. It is a dress for the dance. It's a beautiful little dress. Beautiful, it's cute. bright pink dress. She looks kind of great big in it. Looks really good in the sunset. Yes. And 
she he goes to leave and she goes, wait, daddy, I want to, you know, tell me how it looks. And then we get shots of her ass slowly getting pulled into the dress. Mm -hmm. We get shots of her shirt slowly coming off and her hair and her face, like very Mm -hmm. suggestive shots. So clearly daddy wants to diddle daughter. Oh yeah, because the family is he stares for most of it. He stares and he's got the conflict going. Yeah. Of like, I shouldn't want this, but but I want it so bad (laughs) that my eyes could cross. You were waiting for him to lick his lips. Oh yeah. (sighs) Oh yes. He he oozed like like disgusting big bad wolf. Just yeah. Oh yeah. Um so she puts the dress on and now we're to Brent, yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. She goes out into the kitchen, dining yes. room, whatever. She go, yeah, goes out into the the living area that has a kitchen and the family room kind of is one big kitchen, piece. dinette, family room. Yeah. Yep. The whole thing. So Brent wakes up, bound to a chair, also in a tux. Mm-hmm. Um, and his captors are Lola and her father, Eric. Oh, here... I didn't know he had a name. name. No, I thought he was just daddy. Daddy. Well, you know what? It's probably, they probably got it from the side of the truck. (gasps) Oh, look Uh. at that. You are so smart. And uh, daddy has decorated the house in imitation of the prom. There is a big old banner. It says end of the year dance. Mm -hmm. There's streamers. You know, just all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Which was like frustratingly cute also. Right. Because I'm like. There was a real attempt here to do something for a daughter that I'm going to assume isn't very popular. I'm like, that's really cute. There's a lot of crazy immediately under that veneer (laughs) that I don't want to go into. Oh, man. But just looking at that on the surface for a hot second, kind of adorable. Right. Again, on the surface. On the surface. (laughs) Could you hand me my licorice, please? Maybe. The little blue bag. bag. Thank you. Yes. It's almost gone. I won't make you eat anymore. No, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, okay, so they are all sat at a table along with a woman they call Bright Eyes. She is not with it. No. Clearly something has happened to Bright Eyes. Assumedly something that Lola has done. That was my instant thought. <laughs> Um, probably Presumably something to do with the actual hole that's in her yeah. head. Yeah, she's got a hole dead center in her forehead. Um, so let's just get to it. Lola injects Brent's voice box with bleach, destroying his vocal cords. Mm-hmm. And Daddy and Lola laugh because they can't hear him uh-huh. as he oh, screams. He, he makes the most inhuman noises oh, yeah. through the rest of this movie. Oh, yeah. Well, like, and he, he screams the whole time he's getting injected with the bleach and you hear his voice die. Yep. Yeah. That's fucked up. It's amazing. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> So she begins to humiliate him, experiencing arousal in the process. We'll get to that when we discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, Brent frees himself and runs outside, but is recaptured by the sadistic father and daughter, who then nail his feet to the floor with knives. Yeah. Now that's a nice big chunk. Okay. Let's have some fun discussing it. Let's have that because fuck me. Yeah. Holy shit. So, I didn't know anything about this movie when I started watching it, so literally all of it was a surprise. You're welcome. And because 
because it's me, I tend to gloss over many things. Uh And some of the things were uh, anything having to do with the cover. Hmm. So when I saw the cover on Tubi and I clicked on it, all I saw was the drill. And I was like, oh, it's going to be torture porn. So I was at least prepared for that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that I knew. But I didn't like looking at it again just a minute ago. I was like, oh, there's the dress. Oh, there's the girl. I didn't register any of these things. I saw drill and clicked. And, that was <laughs> and the crown on her head. I didn't see the we crown. I saw drill. Yeah. No, we haven't gotten to that. We haven't gotten to but the but crown But it, it is on the poster. It is on the poster, yes. But, oh my God, this girl. Okay, so let me tell you the part that just turned my blood ice cold. Mm-hmm. Was it, um, is it finger licking good? Oh my God. No, it is not that. I just, I can't go forward without talking about this first. Please do. Okay. Brent, at some point we discover he has to pee. Oh. <laughs> and she's like, do you still need to go? Ones or twos? And she's got, the, you know, she's got this like childlike voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so weird. Um, so she downs a glass of milk that was on the table. Just squat- chugs it. Yeah. Squats down. In front of him and tells him to go. Gets his gets his dick out, tells him to go. You don't see any of this on screen. You don't fucking need to. No. Okay. Um, and she says that if he doesn't, she is going to have daddy nail it to the chair. Mm-hmm. Starts to count down. And you really think it's not gonna happen for this poor person. Because she gets to like nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Finally, you just hear the saddest little piddles, like, start of it. Right, right. You think she is going to come just from that. Oh, God, yeah. And then she goes, it's crying. And I wanted to scream. But the next line. Let me kiss it, make it better. (laughs) I wanted to, I just wanted to start clawing at myself. I was just like, this is so horrible yes mm-hmm. or i can bite it off so she can never touch it again yep oh my god she <sighs> is okay i got that out <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a movie like um ba- uh, not like basic instinct like uh fatal attraction mm-hmm. like single white female she's the new one yeah she's i mean it's, it's, it's new ish old new ish yeah. but i haven't seen anything like that since and we're not talking about roommates. No. No. That or roommate. Count. Or roommate. No. Yeah. yeah. No, that was... Or, or friend request, because that's more supernatural. I liked friend request. Mm. It's more my thing than yours, though. No. It wasn't bad. But... It just wasn't great. So, these scenes <laughs> play out real fast. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, before the whole pee scene that happens, right. is... Lola tries to feed Bright Eyes food. Yeah. That's how I'm going to categorize that that that, that sequence of events. Yes. Um, By trying to just shove a, a drumstick in her face, which did not look good. No, no, it did not. It it there was something wrong with it. Like it was old. I mean, something. it's set food, so maybe. Yeah. Set food tends to be cold. Well, it, isn't no, it no, like I said a, old because it was a, like miscolored. Oh well, it's also Australian barbecue chicken. I don't know what it looks like. It looked like it was like, like it was black a bucket of chicken, like something, something. you get it like a KFC well, style. Because they stop at the KFC style place on the way home. It yeah, wasn't. 
It was fast food. But after that happens, Lola, who is, she's not a bigger girl, but compared to Bright Eyes, she is. Yeah. Um, who then says, well, you don't want to lose too much weight or else daddy won't like you anymore. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh. And, yeah. And all of this seems sparked yep. from the, yeah, all this seems sparked from the fact that Lola, princess, asks daddy which one of them is prettier. Yep. Bright eyes or herself. Yep. And he can't answer it straight. He says that you're both very pretty. Yeah. That's when she starts shoving the chicken in mm. Bright Eyes' mouth. <laughs> because she is a narcissist. Yes. Of the I, worst I think they form. are both narcissists. Well, yes, they are. <laughs> they are. Um, but now, it, this is just the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, what am I trying to do, dumping this in my hand? Um, it's a Gatorade. It's not my candy. It's, it's not candy. No, it's not. No. Um, this is like 30 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, like an hour and a half movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not a it's not a it's not a long movie and you get right into it. Yeah. It's not yeah. slow at all. Um, um so as much as I am against victim blaming, and I am, can anyone tell me why that dumb bitch ran up a tree? <laughs> because he got out. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, he, he was trying to get away from the truck. Right. Excellent idea. But then, you know... But he runs up the tree and then just stops. Yeah. Like, run up the tree. Jump over the fence. Yes. He's already over the... Like, you just have to kind of fall. Right. Like, (laughs) go. Go. No. He stands there Mm -hmm. in this tree. Yeah. And just lets them throw things at him until it mysteriously knocks him out of the tree. Right. I have questions. (laughs) Concerning his lack of an idea of personal safety? Yes. Because, <laughs> like, everything else in the movie, I'm like, no, that's totally reasonable and plausible. I mean, he, you know, he was out. He he got untied. He, you know, used his little razor blade to cut himself out. He was under the truck. Then, of course, the truck backs out and immediately just shines him in the headlights. So that caused a problem. Yeah. And then up the tree he went. And then... On their yard. Yeah. Like, this is, he didn't go anywhere. The, the fence was not high enough to stop you. There was a bunch of holes in it, too. Yeah. My only thought in, is, like, if I get up this tree, they can't physically reach me. They will have to go get something. You know, like, a, like an maybe axe they'll go. or a chainsaw. Or rocks. Maybe, yeah. Well, or he would, like, maybe to get the tree itself down. Yeah. So you that know? he couldn't be so in the tree. So they'd have to go find something that gives him enough time to get down out of the tree and start running. Right. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's it's great that we didn't have the, the chase. Excuse me. As much of the chase. Because, okay. Yeah, he was a dumbass. Sure. In the tree. You know, that way we can keep the action going and it's fine. But, dude, you're a dumbass. Yeah. It, it felt weird. That was the only part that really felt weird to me, though. That kind of weird. That kind of weird. Yes. Yes. I will uh, 100% like, agree. It's like that almost doesn't fit. Yeah. In the movie. You know, it, you, you would expect her to like, just like, daddy, I want a scooter and have him go get her a scooter. And she would just chase him with a scooter and it would be, you know, cute and hysterically disturbing. Yeah. You know, but he ran up a tree. So, 
Yeah. Um, let's see. Do I want to... I. Th it, fuck it. Why not? Uh, we go through all the... Before he escapes, like mm -hmm. during... I think this is like what sets up the escape is um, they take uh, prom pictures. Mm -hmm. And... No, prom pictures are after his feet are nailed to the floor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. So that's what we're getting into here. Um, no, there's pre-dance pictures and prom pictures. One has glitter, one doesn't. Oh, oh yeah. You're right. Okay. Because um, the glitter one doesn't have bright eyes. But the right. pre-ones okay. pre do. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the thing I wanted to say. They, yep. they take... Uh, like he's taking her to the prom. Yeah. he's. She sits on his lap. And daddy takes pictures and then daddy's like, take one with bright eyes. And princess does not like that idea. No. And so bright eyes is brought over, put on his other knee. And I guess to punish bright eyes for being in the picture, just for fun. Um, as one does. As one does. <laughs> princess Lola here, she takes a chunk of her stringy, almost completely gone hair. And after the right after the flash of the picture, just yanks as hard as she can. So Bright Eyes screams. Yep. And Daddy thinks it's just Bright Eyes reacting to the flash of the camera. Right. So there's there's no reason to even be fucking with Bright Eyes. At all. But it, just and, because but she makes funny are. noises. He, yeah. Here we are. Mm-hmm. And you're right, this does lead to his escaping because, yes, because she has to go put Bright Eyes back in the room. Yes. And that gives him some, a free moment to cut his hands free. And, get and then he kick, he he donkey kicks, mm -hmm. um, donkey kicks Lola. In the tits. In the titties. <laughs> and just launches off. And yep. then he gets up in the tree and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So after he is brought back in, uh, Daddy nails his feet to the floor with knives as mm -hmm. uh as we have mentioned. Yep. And Lola shows Brent a scrapbook with photos of her past victims. Brent recognizes Timmy Valentine as one of them, the bloodied man who caused his crash. Uh-huh. So the, the guy that killed, more or less created the death of his father mm -hmm. had escaped mm -hmm. from Lola. And that's why he crashed the car. He's also the cop's son. Yes, I'm getting to that here in a second. <laughs> um, so let now that we've talked about Timmy Valentine, I'm just going to switch gears real fast to the kind of weird B story. It is real weird. There's a B story and a C story. The, yes. The B story is that his buddy, Jamie asked goth girl Mia out to the dance and she kind of gave him a fuck it sure answer. Mm -hmm. So he goes to pick her up. They, everyone's aware because it's a small town that her brother went missing. Yeah. Um, her And that her dad, their dad is a sheriff with police department. Mm -hmm. Jamie is quietly shitting his pants because <laughs> sheriff. Right. Um, and uh, Mia is acting out. Mm -hmm. You know, clearly, um, probably, be, you know, in a big way, because she blames her dad for not finding her brother. And so does her mother. And so, do, yeah. 
Yeah, the wife blames him too. Yeah, there, like, there's you a never lot found of him. Yeah. He he also kind of blames himself. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He does. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a very fractured family mm-hmm. that's just trying to keep it together. So I think you know, even though he's he's doing the protective dad thing and saying like the you know keep the keep the wolves at bay from mm-hmm. the door and all that kind of stuff to Jamie to sh- make him shit his pants. Mm-hmm. I think they're just happy that she's doing something normal kids do. Yeah. Well, they absolutely are. Yeah. Absolutely. Your father um, wants some pictures. Yeah. So they go to the dance and I'm just, we're just going to go through this right now so we can just get back to the meat of, of things. They go to the dance and Mia, they, they hot boxes in the car. Yeah. Oh. They hot box in the car. <laughs> yeah, like an entire bottle of vodka. Yeah. She is 10 kinds of fucked up. He's more with it mm-hmm. because he's a good kid. Plus he's also probably way more used to the weed, way more used to the weed ultimately is a good kid doesn't have any major traumas that he is dealing with right. at the moment um and during the dance she tries to give him a hand job on oh. the dance floor yeah. <laughs> a real awkward handy jay real yep. awkward everyone can tell um the pr- the principal or teacher or whatever chaperone comes over and says if you want to do that i suggest you go somewhere else to do that mm-hmm. kicks him out so they fuck in a car it's all about fucking in a car, yeah. man. <laughs> but much like last time. <laughs> There's somebody watching. Dude finds him. Dude finds him and says, when I said do it away from school, I meant do it away from school. Um, and, but yeah. the whole thing about that, and I, I think it's it, it's this delightful counterpoint yeah. to the A story. Yeah. Because we've got this person who is obviously fucked up by trauma and he's just being there for her. Yeah. He's not saying, are you all right? I mean, he yeah. asks, you know, do you want to go in? He, but he does like, ask if she's he okay. He does ask if she's okay, but he doesn't press it. Right. He's the perfect kind of friend when you're depressed. Okay, I'll just be here with you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to smoke some weed? Okay. Do you want to get drunk? Okay. I'll be here with you. Here's your pillow for it. Do you want to go inside? No? All right. Well, stay out here. That's fine. I'm enjoying being with you. You know, and that is the best kind of friend in terms of mental health. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that it was pointed out, even though this was years before people actually started talking about mental health <laughs> that way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He just, he, he, he comes off to me mm-hmm. as someone who has liked her for a long time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely and has. she is the unattainable one. Mm-hmm. And Brett finally is like, just fucking ask her. Yeah. And she is in a state of, you know, sure why the fuck not enough that she says yes yeah which you know we don't we don't know how she was before all right. this trauma right you know maybe she was like you know freaking homecoming queen and now she's this goth right. you know fucked up kid but you can also see that she absolutely is acting out out of oh trauma. yeah 100 percent acting out yeah th- this is I don't know how to cope with my trauma. I'm going to do things that yep. make me feel good. That's how it works. So, uh, you know, a, as a discussion of trauma, this mm-hmm. movie is fucking excellent. And it probably True. didn't even try for it. No. You know, it's just um, excellent writing. So, uh, he, Jamie takes her home. Dad answers the door. He's terrified because she's all kinds of fucked up. You know, clothes are half off. Right. He's like, this man is going to kill me. Right. And she just turns around, gives him a big hug, and goes inside. Mm-hmm. And the dad is just kind of like... He's diffused. He's diffused. But, like, you, you can tell the dad's just like, 
I appreciate you getting her home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because in in what you would think would be, uh, it it it, do, it does a nice twist on the protective father thing. Right. Because as opposed to being like, don't touch my daughter. Or what not, did you do to my daughter? Yeah. What did you do to my daughter? He's like, my daughter is acting out and she is doing a lot of stuff that I, I can't stop her from doing right now. I, you know, but you got her home safe. Yep. And you seem That's, like not a big douchebag. Yeah. So thank you very much. Right. You like, know, you, this is enough for now. Yes. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. The, there's, there's still the, I'm hoping that you didn't actually hurt her. Right. But since she hugged you, I'm assuming that you didn't. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's probably part of it too. But he's also like, my daughter's acting out. I can't control it because yeah. she's a young adult yeah. at this time, at this point. Yes, she's still in school and yes, she still lives under my roof. But I don't I don't have control of, over her feelings because I don't have control over my own. Or my mm. wife's. Mm-hmm. Our family is broken. And mm-hmm. thank you for giving her a little sense of happiness. I mm-hmm. think that's what he was saying. Yeah. That's what it felt like. And, it, and he, like, he didn't even really say anything. It, it was yeah. all transferred by looks. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, that's pretty... And real uncomfortable jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because the, the kid, like, tries to kind of make small talk. Yeah. And yeah. The, the dad, like, just kind of stares at him, but he's not, like, like mm-hmm. angry. Yeah, he's just like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're not at that point yet. Yeah. Today. No. <laughs> and then um, that's that's pretty much the end of that specific story. We'll see the sheriff again. Um, but the C story is uh, Brent's mom going to Holly. Have you seen Brent? And then trying to figure out where he's at. Yeah. Keep in mind that Holly's parents are actually out of the, the country. She's yeah. home alone. So she's actually staying with Brent's mom during this whole thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there's that trying to figure that out. They, you know, the dog comes home. She tries to take care of the dog, all of this. But basically it it boils down to uh, she gets in touch with the sheriff, who is Mr. Valentine. Mm -hmm. And that is how all of that coalesces. We'll get Mm -hmm. to that when it happens. But yeah, because she remembers that Lola had asked him to the dance. Yes. yes. Yeah. So let's get back to Lola and Brent on right. their little date. Yay. That's what we're calling it. Yeah, uh, man. Why not? A so, whole uh, bunch of reasons. <laughs> Just a lot of them. <laughs> um, so Lola starts to show him the scrapbook slash burn book here. And he recognizes Timmy. Um so after all of that, Lola decides that she's going to brand Brent by carving it into carving their initials into her chest, into his chest with a fork. Mm-hmm. Not even a knife. Nope, a fork. A fork. And then she takes a handful of salt. I want to draw on him now, Daddy. Yeah, I want to draw on him now, Daddy. And so Daddy opens up the tux shirt. And then she pours salt all over the wounds. And then says, careful, too much is bad for you. Yeah, because yeah, she thinks she's hilarious. She she's fucking Hannibal Lecter is what she thinks she is. She kind of is. She kind of is. Yeah, except yeah. for that whole eating people thing, which we don't know about yet. We don't know. I mean, well, no, we don't. We'll we'll get to cannibalism in a minute. We will. Um, So then she gets crowned 
prom queen. Mm-hmm. Another scene I really wanted to find cute. Mm-hmm, yeah. I wanted to, but at this point, until like, dance with I me, didn't. daddy. Until dance I with did me, not. daddy. So, daddy announces that she is the prom queen. She does the full like shaking of hands, like on the verge of tears. You know, you like me, you really like me thing. Oh, uh huh. And gets a paper crown on her head. Right. And then Brent, of course, is prom king. Mm-hmm. Thankfully. Thankfully. Right. Like, <laughs> um, and then she. But then she tells Brent, you know, I'm this song, this cute song that I just keep playing all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play that when I find my prince, but you're not my prince. And then she asks daddy to dance. Mm-hmm. It's always been you, daddy. It's always been you, daddy. <gasps> you were my prince. Um, and they're slow dancing. And... Uh, they almost, they, they legitimately almost kiss. Mm-hmm. Which made me very nauseous. Yeah. Reasonable. Frankly. Thankfully, Brent, who is still kneeled to the floor, by the way, collapses back into his chair at just the right moment. Right. Because he dropped his little razor blade onto the chair and he's trying to slowly lean back and get it, but can't keep his balance because he's nailed to the fucking floor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this whole part, um, like the look on daddy's face, the story this man can tell with his face. Mm-hmm. Um, he's ha- he goes from happy that his daughter's happy dancing with the boy <laughs> to I'm a smash to I'm a smash. And you see the whole arc there. The oh, you want to dance with me? Oh, my dream. It's finally coming true. Mm-hmm. And you see all of this coming across his face. Yep. And it is just gross. It's gross. Oh. It's the worst. Oh my God. Oh, it's so nauseating. <sighs> like, the actors that were in this did not get paid enough. No. There's no fucking way. No, they did not like, get paid enough for this. Because they were all incredible. Well, and then the movie bombed. They put all of this incredible work in. Right. And then the movie bombed. I just, I'm so, it I, is, I feel so bad. Yeah. Because it is really some of the best work I've seen in it's, such a long time. Seriously. It's an underappreciated movie by yeah. a long way. Yeah. Um. So now we are to the trap door. Yeah. Out of nowhere, daddy pulls up the carpet mm-hmm. and opens up. The After trap- decapitating something. Yeah. I'm still not 100% sure what that animal is. I know what that animal is, and I can't remember what the name of it is. Let's see. Let me look up Australian mammals while you talk. Okay. So. By the way, uh, that song, (laughs) speaking of which, Jenny Daniels, Not Pretty Enough. Oh. Just so you know the song that we've been listening to. Yeah. if If you are enjoying this podcast, what I suggest is go put that on on a loop. And you'll just be more disturbed by what we're saying. Because yeah. that is the theme song of this movie. I believe movie. that was an Australian possum, by the way. Okay. Yeah, it would be. That explains the hands. As a matter of fact, it is. Yeah, the gross little hands. It's yeah. adorable. I love them. Yes. They want one. They're better than the American possum, so it's just scream at you. But they <laughs> eat ticks. So that's true. By the way. Sorry, oh I did this again. <laughs> no, we're talking about possums. Did we talk about the noises possums make? When? Why? Like at any point. Because I occasionally like sit down on the yeah. porch when it's like full dark 
yeah. uh-huh. because I smoke and I don't smoke in the house. And I've turned into my grandmother in my old age where I just sit outside and smoke for no apparent reason. Just, okay. Uh, just chains uh-huh. forever. Uh-huh. But in the middle of the fucking night, every goddamn night, like two, three times, I hear this shrieking sound. Uh-huh. And I think someone is getting beaten to death. Because no, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. It's, it, it's either someone is getting beaten to death or someone is actually skinning a cat. That is what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Why? Why do you make things that make these noises in my world? Why? <laughs> why does this have to happen? Because that is disturbing. That is more disturbing than the skunk that likes to walk under my chair as I'm smoking. I swear to God, I'm Snow White. Swear I, to God. The first time I heard a cat in heat, Ooh. I lived in New York and... I genuinely thought that my my apartment courtyard mm-hmm. was being haunted by a dying child. Mm-hmm. I it one hundred percent, no question. Yeah, sounded like a dying toddler. The first time I heard a cat in heat, it was on the pillow right next to my head while the male cat was going at it. Great. I'm like, this is no. What What are you doing? Why? <laughs> Why are you fucking next to my head? It Kat? resonates in such a weird oh my way God. that like defies modern acoustics. And I didn't even need the acoustics, right? In that case, it was right next to your head. What are you doing? Get like your get go your, somewhere else. <laughs> seriously, this is why people throw water at you. Go elsewhere. I mean, you are like the the like nine billion decibel porn on the seventy inch screen that the people in my office managed to watch during a meeting one day. That was fun. Mm. <laughs> but I'm like, dude, you're blasting gay porn. It, you know, do you know my my office is right on Front Street. You know, mm. I'm right next to where Greg works. Okay, there's those apartment buildings across the street, right above the winery. Uh huh. Yeah. Big ass windows, giant ass TV. Hello, Dick and Butt. On across from the third floor where we're having a sales conference. That sounds like what I would do if I had that apartment. I know. <laughs> but I was like, and I heard about it and I went to go look because one of the offices was empty. Uh huh. Like, oh shit. Everybody can look at this. <laughs> I'm like, this is an HR violation, but come look. I'm like, I know you probably don't necessarily want to see this kind of porn, but check what the salespeople downstairs are watching. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that is the kind of annoying sex noise that we're dealing with with cats. I don't know if that's what the noise, if that's what that noise the possum makes is in regards to, but stop it. I think it is. Okay. I think it is a mating sound. I, I mean, oh, ma- mating call, not mating sound. Do they need a mating call? Do they? Really? I mean, sure. Most animals have them. The, yeah, I mean, ours is, hey, come on, I want to lay you, but... <laughs> no, the fuck it isn't. It's a text it's message. Don't lie to me. <laughs> Bing! <laughs> the mating call of the nerd. Oh, or the man. bear. I, I mean, because I'm pretty sure I have my horror alarm turned up, too. <laughs> That kind of Thursday. Excuse me, slut alarm. I don't get paid. <laughs> Sex work is work, kids. <laughs> but anyway, yes, that okay. was a possum, and they're apparently they they really are that large. They're large. Oh, yeah. American possums. They're adorable though. 
Yeah, they're way cuter than ours. Yes. Yeah. And I think ours are I thought super it was a cute. Wallaby. I went to Wallaby. They they poop square. They poop in cubes. That's great. I know. I don't know why. I, but I guess it's to keep it from rolling away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I want to why would that be a benefit? I don't. <laughs> okay. Okay. Plot. Yes. Um, so <laughs> Daddy kills a possum and then pulls back the carpet and we get a giant trap door. I'm not talking a trap door for like one body to hop down. I'm talking like freight yeah. doors. Yeah. Yep. Um, and reveals the previous abductees that are in the scrapbook are still alive. Kind of. Kind of. Um, they are lobotomized, mm-hmm. much like Bright Eyes is. So. Now it's Brent's turn because Brent is not the prince, so he has to join them. Right. Lola drills a hole through Brent's skull. Mm-hmm. We hear every bone crunching moment of it. Yep. Um, and then the plan is to pour boiling water into the hole to scramble his brains. Yep. Very Jeffrey Dom. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's issues. Uh, she glances off his skull and she, you know, you know the dad is You're the first one her, I've drilled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the first time she's ever done it. Usually daddy does this for her. Yeah. And he's giving her tips on how to hold the drill and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then she goes to pour the water in and she's like, can you make the hole bigger, daddy? I can't. You know, mm-hmm. she's just so worried about it. Well, because she spilled the hot water on his arm. Well, that was the first time. The first time. Yeah. Well, what? No. First, she she goes to pour, and then she's like, can you make the hole bigger? And so he makes the hole bigger, and then she goes to pour, and she burns Daddy's arm because he's holding Brent in a headlock. Mm-hmm. And then he... It, you, that's the one moment you see Daddy get a little upset with her. And it's yeah. just like a flash across his face. Yes. And he's like, you need to give it a big, strong tip. Mm-hmm. Um, As so, in over, not... Yeah. Yeah. So, while all of this is happening, it gives Brent enough time to use his hidden razor blade again. And he... He... Uh, pulls the knife out of his own foot. Mm-hmm. After slashing Daddy in the face. After yep. slashing Daddy in the face with the razor blade. And then he just goes ham sauce on daddy's neck. Yep. Just screaming and stabbing in the exact same place. Just Mm -hmm. hamburger meeting his neck. Yep. Power move. Power move. Um, So. These are like those special moves you get in Street Fighter after it takes (laughs) the most damage. Yes. Um, He pushes daddy into the cellar where the starving captives tear him apart and eat him, basically. An unhinged Lola pushes Brent into the cellar and throws everything she can to get her hands on at him. Brent finds a flashlight and a hammer among the thrown objects Mm -hmm. and uses them to defend himself against the captives because they don't like light because they're wraiths at this point. Yes, they are chud. chud. Um, So then Lola goes and decides to take care of bright eyes 
and smothers her with a pillow. Which was really honestly the most humane like, thing. Yeah, she could the have most done. humane yeah. thing she does in the entire fucking movie. Yeah. Yes. And then she finally calls Bright Eyes mommy. Mm-hmm. We all knew it. Yep. yep. But when Daddy gets tired of you, he's gonna lobotomize you and mm-hmm. leave you in the basement forever. It'll be fine. Yes. Um, okay. So he, we're gonna touch base on this on the C story here. Okay. Uh, when Brent doesn't show up to the date, a worried Holly informs Mia's father, who's a police officer, he enters Lola's house. Um, where Lola kills him with a meat cleaver. Like and, just immediately. Yep. Yeah, like yeah. It, uh, it it just I'm not really glancing over anything. Like that's about as fast as it happens. Well, I mean, because he he shows up, he knocks on the door, he peeks in the window, he sees all the blood, and he breaks in. Yeah, and then Brent hears somebody. He doesn't know who it is at this point. Yeah, hears somebody, so he starts screaming and throwing shit. Mm-hmm. The sheriff opens the uh, the trap door, mm-hmm. sees Brent. Brent sees Lola. Yeah, yeah, but he can't. Get his attention because he can't scream. Yeah, he can't tell him. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, Lola kills him with a meat cleaver. And then she taunts Brent. Oh, wait a minute. It's, I'm going to go stab your mommy in the neck like you stabbed my daddy. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to go stab Holly in the heart like you did did to me. Yes. Fuck you. Yep. (laughs) That line was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah, it's great. The delivery is amazing. Yeah. Um, so after she leaves, Brent gets to work on piling up the corpses and it's enough people mm-hmm. with the sheriff added yeah. <laughs> to get out of the, uh, the pit. The, pit. Yep. the same way he climbed back up the cliff. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now the next shot is Lola walking in broad daylight. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Singing this God damn song to herself <laughs> mm-hmm. with the cleaver. Um, and she sees Holly approaching in her car. So she throws her scrapbook at the windshield and attacks Holly in the car, mm-hmm. who then flees on foot. Brent arrives in the police car and runs over Lola. Holly clamors in the police car and is shocked at Brent's state. And they embrace. Mm-hmm. And do should we stop here? Should we? I just finish out the movie. There's only like the one just thing. Finish it out. Okay. The one thing. Yeah. So he ran Lola over with a police car. Right. Lola is still functioning. Kind of. Kind of. Her hand is almost her, severed. You yeah, her wrist, wrist bones. Yeah. Poking out her, her legs flesh. are broken. Yeah, and, she is and a she pile of breaks at this point. Is legitimately, <laughs> this fucked me up too, crawling across the asphalt on her elbows. Using the knife. Dragging her body. Using the knife. Using the knife. <laughs> to pull herself along. So elbows and a knife. And she's just dragging herself over to them. Mm-hmm. She is still after them. Yep. After all of this. <laughs> yep. She's still after them. Um, so Brent reverses the car and strikes Lola in the head and crushes that melon of hers. Yep. 
slowly. Slowly. Because there is a slow zoom in yeah. right on her fucking She's forehead. She's just watching the car come to her because she can't do anything else. Right. Right. <laughs> is it just this blank, like, dead look on her face. Just... <laughs> like, like you expected her to drool. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of did. Yeah. Damn. Um, Brent and Holly arrive back home where a, shar- a shocked mother embraces her son. Mm-hmm. The end. Oh my fucking God, this movie. And then the credits roll with glitter and confetti floating. <laughs> right? And that song. Right. So, <laughs> this is... This movie is has just always been amazing to me. I... I understand people's trepidation when it comes to the torture porn subgenre. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're talking about movies like High Tension, when we're talking about this movie, when we're talking about the Saw series, uh, it's because these are genuine, genuinely man's inhumanity towards man. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not dealing with a, some, some kind of a supernatural slasher. You're dealing with other human beings and their insanity. And, the one thing that bothers me about them is the fact that these movies do tend to contribute to the stigma of mental illness because they, you know, you watch these movie movies and you expect mental, mentally ill people to be violent. I am bipolar. I have been teased my entire life. I suffer from PTSD and several phobias and a whole bunch of other shit. And I haven't shot up a school yet. So learn your shit before you try talking about mental illness. Okay, it's great to have a fictionalized account where someone actually is legitimately murderously psychopathic, you know, but that's not the reality of the world. It's like somebody didn't tell people that reality doesn't do that. Uh, And in fact, most mentally ill people are more likely to be violently assaulted than to violently assault someone. Mm -hmm. So please be aware of that as you go through your life. Um, But. On the other hand, this is a fucking good movie. <laughs> this is a fucking good movie. And, and as much as I want to bitch, bitch at it about, you know, the stigma of mental illness, you know, it's never really said she's mentally ill. It's she's just portrayed as a psychopath. Yeah. She's sociopathic. She is utterly just in it for herself and doesn't care who gets hurt on the way. Yeah. And, and she has been enabled. Mm-hmm. By since... the man who taught her. All yeah, of this. by yeah, like from step one. Yeah. So she has been cultivated her whole life right. to act like this. So, so it may not even be a mental illness. I mean, besides borderline personality disorder, um, but she was trained from birth to do this to other people when they don't show you affection. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? That is some fucked up shit, and it's probably a generational thing. It had probably been going on. With his parents and his parents, uh, their parents before them and their parents before them. Um, Probably to varying degrees. Yeah. But. <laughs> I mean, at least one of those parents in every set had to end up dead. Yep. Um, I mean, and possibly, you know, without using an electric drill because they had to have been invented at some point. <laughs> I was picking a hammer. Like, yeah. But anyway. Um, the fact that they had. Not only this delightful, this just gleefully gory torture porn A plot, but had the rather sensitive B and C plots 
you know, in place to temper this, mm-hmm. to, to give you a little break from the crazy. It was a masterpiece of, of filmmaking there, a masterpiece of, of script writing, you know, so that we can, we can breathe for a minute because we know we need to, <laughs> because we've been holding our breath, watching him, you know, just, and never letting it out. Right. Uh, you know, just sucking our teeth for two thirds of this movie. It's just wonderful. Um, are you guys ready for ratings? For sure. Okay. Because yeah. I know we meandered quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit that I'm going to have to edit out, but it's fine. Now, um, this movie's fucking delightful. And I know that I found it when it got the U.S. release. Because I know that that's when it went pretty much immediately to On Demand. And I'm really upset that it hasn't gotten more exposure. Because it is kind of this masterclass in the torture porn subgenre. Because while Saw gave you the traps and that was wonderful, it, it was mass produced and sent out to you know the wide audience and yep. audiences and things like that. This is definitely an indie movie and it feels like it. And it's okay that it feels like it because it's just, it's a delightful piece of cinema if you're into mega violence. <laughs> um, it's, it's acted well. You can watch... You can see on Lola's face those shifts, the the instant shifts in emotion from mm-hmm. one thing to another. I am talking cat. <laughs> I love you. Please go lay down and I will pet you later. Tease. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's... Again, I get why some people are upset with the torture porn thing mm-hmm. because it, it can be very gory and very unnecessary. However, when you're dealing with something like this, which also works in this theme of the loss of a loved one, mm-hmm. okay, which works into the title, you know, she has already stolen the sheriff's child and his entire family is feeling that. And now Brent and his mother, who are already experiencing loss as a result of their loss, <laughs> even though they don't know it, you know, all of this loss pulled together. And then you find out that they're the cause of this. And it's so satisfying to watch them get what they fucking deserve. So satisfying. If they do anything else related to this, I probably wouldn't mind a prequel. If they decided to make one, because the story that they told here, even though it seemed a little disjointed, mm-hmm. you know, because the, they were so disparate, the, the three different stories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you see, there's a lot of ties. There are a lot of ties and connections with yeah. them. And that's cool. Yes. Which is why I didn't mind them so much being yeah. so different. I wanted the comic relief of goth girl and the best friend. Yeah. You know, and then I wanted the pathos of Holly and the mom and then the violence. Yeah that took place through most of the movie. It was really fucking well done. And I think more people should watch it. I really do. Um, I have always loved this one. It's not perfect by any stretch, but from an enjoyment standpoint, this is getting five out of five drills to the forehead. (laughs) Is what this is getting. Love it. Love it. Move on. I, like I said before, uh, didn't know anything about this movie when I started watching it today. Um, It was fucking delightful little angry about the dog. Um, And like, there are some things that I do really have questions about in the movie. 
Uh, one of them I brought up, which is why did he go up that tree? Uh, the other, like, big one that stood out to me was that the best friend at no point ever asked about him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, after... He had the, his hands full, I guess. Y- yeah. Well, he also, he had his hands full, plus he figured that he was spending the time with Holly. Maybe, because yeah. he deliberately told he him. He did say that they're yeah. not her parents, her parents her are, aren't, home. aren't home. I wouldn't go to the dance either. Yeah. 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 So he's assuming that Brent's getting laid. <sighs> okay. But... Uh, like those two things aside, and they are pretty small, like you can see a, a lot in the symbolism and when they tied things together in the movie, um, mm-hmm. because you do have the three plot, the three main plot lines. Um, and you do see uh, little like flashes of things. Like there's a scene that we didn't really talk about. We just kind of glossed over it because mm-hmm. at that point in the movie, it's not super relevant. Right. Um, after, the goth girl, whose name I wish I could remember. Mia. Mia. Mm-hmm. After Mia gets dropped up, back off at home, um, she's sobbing mm-hmm. loudly in her bed, just curled up in the fetal position, mm-hmm. facing away from the door. And her dad, the sheriff, uh, goes and check on her, and she just sobs, why can't you find him? Yeah. And then at that point, it goes back... Um, like the the camera pans to the right and you see the missing poster Mm -hmm. and you see Timmy. And it's like, at that point it was kind of obvious before that, but that's the the shot of the mom in bed, just kind of there tied it all together. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was really well done. Like the currents in the story run really deep and it's really well written. Mm -hmm. Um, for whatever reason, my brain makes this movie a kind of metaphor about conversion therapy, which makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. Because um, it kind of feels that way. Yeah. Love me. Mm-hmm. Like the church says, love Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't. Here's a drill and some boiling water. Mm-hmm. And now you do kind of enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why. But that's just kind of like how my mind associated it with it. So if you have fears about that kind of thing, just keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, You may not even see it. It may not be an issue. But here's my take. Um, But I very much still enjoyed the movie. Um, I'm really surprised that I hadn't heard about it. That is one of my biggest takeaways. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to give it five out of five foot knives. <laughs> I found out about this movie, I believe, watching The Core on Shudder. <laughs> I swear. Uh, I love Sam Zimmerman. He is so weird. And he can curate the shit out of horror. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite part of that show was getting the the curator choices with each episode. Mm-hmm. The core is a great series. If you have shutter, you should watch it anyway. They were talking about the movie. The core. Yeah, no. Oh no. There's a, there's that's a, why I laughed. There's a show on shutter called the core and it is hosted by, um, his name's Mickey yeah. and he's a director, uh, screenwriter. Uh-huh. Um, and every episode has a different focus 
and a different guest. He had the Saska sisters on one. Oh, I love he them. had Danzig on one. He had uh, a whole episode dedicated to Toby Hooper and George Romero. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but then in the, in the show, he will go to the vaults and Sam Zimmerman, who is the actual curator for Shudder, oh, has his own little like um, chamber mm-hmm. yeah. of VHS tapes. Oh, nice. And he'll go, hey, Sam, um, you know, this week we're talking about torture porn. Yeah, so what can you give me? Mm-hmm. And he will come out with these yeah. crazy choices. And yeah. some of them aren't even on Shudder. Right. He's just like, these are great films. Mm-hmm. Um. And I believe that's where I found out about this movie. So I found out that's about this movie about a year ago. And I was amazed that I hadn't heard about it. I was amazed that people have not talked about it. I, I am amazed that it has not hit cult status. I think it will. Given right. about five years or so, I think it will start showing up in the cult status. Yeah, it, it needs to because it's really that good. This one in fucking Rare Exports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they came out around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um. This one, Rare Exports. What was the other one? High Tension came out around that time. Because I know at that point, I was in my old apartment. And, all right, I'm alone a lot of the time. And I'm just going to, on demand, watch horror movies. You know, go to the free stuff. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know. Um, But at this point, because I was trying to find a lot of horror. And when Wikipedia came out, it really made my job a whole lot easier. Because... I would go through like once a month or so and pick a year and go to the list of horror movies for that year on Wikipedia and find shit I hadn't seen. So, and this was on that list and I'm like, I need to see this. I need to see it. And then I watched it. And I'm like, it's, it blew me. It blew me away. Mm-hmm. It really did. It's, it's a shocker of a film and it's not as gory as people would lead you to believe. But it is still plenty gory. Yeah, that's that's where I was going with it. Um, in terms of torture porn, I am not a fan. Yeah. I do not seek out torture porn. If I have the option, I tend not to watch it. Mm-hmm. Don't really get into the Saw movies so much. I liked the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just got out of control. Mm-hmm. Same with the Hostel mm-hmm. series. Um, I like Victor Ho- Crumb can hit it. I, also, yes. <laughs> I like Hostel Part 2. The rest of them I kind of don't give a shit about. But did we Hard really agree. need Heather Matarazzo's boobs? Well, yeah, but that's Part 2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, torture porn is not my thing. Yeah. I understand why people put this in the torture porn category. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never reads to me like torture porn. I feel like torture porn is when they are doing it for um, fun's sake, yeah. so to speak. The, the director or the writer or what have you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're doing it just because they want to have as much blood and gore on the screen as possible. Right. And make it as fucked up as possible. Mm-hmm. And I never, ever get the vibe of that in this movie right. as as fucked as it is mm-hmm. and as torturous as it is i've seen things that i have never even thought about mm-hmm. <laughs> you know bleaching the vocal cords holy shit yep. you know what i mean um frankly i'm surprised that didn't just poison him <sighs> uh so that uh, if you haven't seen this movie go out and see it 
it's usually streaming on some service. Right now it's on Tubi. Mm-hmm. Um, You'll have to deal with some ads, but they don't cut it. They don't cut it, and the ads are very short. I'd say about 60 seconds a pop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about this besides I give it five out of five bloody paper crowns. <laughs> Those little fucking paper crowns. Yes, pop th- pop those Christmas crackers, kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, like all Harry Potter and shit. Ugh. But no, this movie's fucking delightful. Yes. Fucking delightful. And I'm really very shocked that more people don't know about it. But uh, anyway, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, lay eggs in our brain, drill holes in our head, and pour hot water in there. Please don't do that. Email us at bob at candycoderazor.com. You can uh, find us on the web at candycoderazor.com. Hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash candycoderazorblades. You can find us on uh, Instagram at ccrb underscore podcast. What am I missing? Don't touch Twitter. Don't touch Twitter. Oh, and the Patreon. Please hit up our Patreon at patreon.com slash candycoderazor. I'm RC. You can come chat with me in our Discord. Talk to me about various torture porn movies. I will probably judge you about them. Um, <laughs> come talk to me about why people running up trees is a good idea, and I will probably judge you for arguing that too. <laughs> and just as a reminder, we are going to be at Nightmares Film Festival. Just wanted to Very start soon. plugging that. Come hang out! We'll have to schedule you in. It's a thing. I have to go make that. <laughs> and I'm Stephanie. You can find me pretty much anywhere. Stephanie Hayslip or Night Pet with a Y instead of an I. And uh, check out my writing on fangirlnation.com. If you are in Columbus area, I'm going to be doing Sweeney Todd in October. So we sound dope and you should come see it. It's in Mansfield. (laughs) Renaissance Theater. (laughs) Tickets on sale now. Right. On that note, kids, I need to go, like, not eat sugar. Bye. 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 (laughs) Bye.